Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Current Brew podcast this Friday morning, bang on 10 o'clock. We said we were going to start at 10. We've actually started on time for a change. Uh, I'm Dan Ronitz. I'm joined this morning by Ashley Priest. Ash, you all right, mate? Yeah, I need a haircut. My hair's looking dodgy, mate. I need a, I need a trim. <laughs> but uh, I'm all good, yeah? <laughs> I'm glad um, you mentioned hair because I had to pop out this morning and I've put my woolly hat on. I've got I've got hat hair, so I've, I've yeah. been trying to sort mine out and I haven't. I've got bed head on. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk about more important things than hair. Obviously, Aston Villa and the transfer window. It's, uh, it's all hotting up, isn't it? And we're getting closer to the deadline day on Monday, yeah. I think it is. But the obvious one to start is Callum Chambers. <laughs> totally out of the blue yesterday. That one announced at seven o'clock mm-hmm. or something last night and straight out of the Danny Ings handbook, wasn't it? That it just signed, done. No one knew anything about it. No messing. I was down goals at Perry Bar, five aside, <laughs> and uh, coming off the pitch afterwards, had a good game down there. Come off, my mate's got his phone up. Seen this? Is the Callum Chambers stuff? I went, you what? What's going on here? And uh, yeah, crazy. Got in my car, checked it all out. What's going on? But yeah, fair play to Villa, keeping it under wraps, and they're going at the business quite quietly as well, and very mm. aggressive in the transfer window, getting the men. They sounded Callum Chambers out, and they've got him. No messing around, yeah. A bit like the blue lot you say, Dan, with um, mirrors the Danny Ings, doesn't it? Villa have signed Danny Ings all of a sudden back in the summer. It just came out of the blue then as well. So, but yeah, on, on the face of it, Dan, I'm, I think it's quite a shrewd signing. Obviously, he's been around the block. He's he's proven at the highest level. Uh, 150 Premier League appearances, playing in Europe 30-odd times. Um, and yeah, been a big club like Arsenal that knows the pressure of playing for a club like that as well. So, we'll come in. I think it provide good competition for Ezri Kanta on that right side of mm-hmm. centre-back. But also, very versatile. I think he's played 40 games in central midfield, holding as well. So, I don't know whether, whether Gerard's buying a, a Swiss Army knife kind of player here. He can play a few roles and whether the Bentancourt stuff comes off, we'll see. I think negotiations are continuing there. But played at right back many times as well, Callum Chambers. So, yeah, on the face of it, I, think it's, I don't think it's costing Villa... A transfer fee, they're covering his wages and he signed a three and a half year deal. So looks good. I think Chambers himself needs a fresh start. He's you know, out the reckoning at Arsenal. And yeah, on the face of it, it's an upgrade on two and Zabi for me as well. So I'm all for it. Yeah, very, very good business from, from Villa. Before we get actually stuck into speaking about Chambers, just a quick one. Do you like the way that Villa operate when they do stuff like that, just announcing the deal out of the blue? Because to me, that kind of feels like how transfers should be done. I don't want to hear about yeah. it for weeks on end. Obviously, yeah, 100%. I mean, other journalists will probably say, no, we, we, we want to get the scoops first. But, yeah, I like what they're doing. Um, very classy. They're announcing it. No rumours beforehand. It's not, not a saga. It's not drawn out. Look at the Benton core stuff. It's been getting a bit tiresome now, isn't it? What's happening there? We want to know. We want to know. And then Callum Chambers pops along. Um, <laughs> the Greeley stuff in the summer was a bit of a saga, wasn't it? It was mm. getting tiresome as well. There have been a few examples, but yeah, um, Villa's business, they've got to be applauded. I know Johan Langer, he hates stuff getting out into the media. I know that for a fact. And 
you wouldn't have liked the Benton Cool stuff and other, other bits and bob been dripping out. So, yeah, they're allowed to be allowed to be a closed book in terms of the transfer stuff, and I'm for that as long as it gets the business over the line. I think part of that's due to stop other clubs from from coming in as well. I think if if Newcastle thought if seen Chambers was available, I think they might have come over the top and offered, offered him stupid money. So mm. I think Newcastle have a big say in, in that now as well. Um, and yeah, I like it and um, play over the line and just so so quick and so efficient, so aggressive. It's it, job done. It's funny that you mentioned Newcastle. I saw somebody tweet this morning saying it feels like a player that Newcastle should probably have got in for. Somebody like Callum Chambers, not like a go. flashy signing. Not you're not going to spend 30, 40 million on this on this centre back, right back, backup player, but does a job in a squad and, and has experience and is probably needed in in, in a squad like Newcastle's. Um, so where does he fit in for Villa? Then is it just as simple as he's Twanzabi's replacement? Well, you look at it like that, yeah. I think we've got the right-sided centre-backs, Clancer and Chambers. Left-sided centre-backs, Horse and Mings. That's an obvious. But, like you say, I mean, Kane Kessler picked up an injury for the 23s. I was there on Monday. I don't know how long he's out for now. And Chambers has played more games at right-back than at centre-back in his career, would you know? Because he's filled in there for Arsenal. Mm. Arsenal have had problems at right-back. So, um, yeah, I think he, I think he, I called him a little Swiss Army off earlier. I think he comes into play. He can fill in a number of positions. I think... I think he's midfield. played 40 games. 40 games. He started there in central midfield holding. So um, he's very good footballer. From my Arsenal colleagues, he gets a bit of crit- uh, unnecessary criticism. He's a good, good footballer, good on the ball, ball playing centre half. So um, I think he'll fit into Gerard's system nicely. And yeah, I think he's he's one who's who's I would say happy to sit on the bench, but he's been used to sitting on the bench. And I think he needs his fresh start now. He's got the carrot to try and dislodge contract the team, which will be a task in itself. But yeah, there's a position up for grabs. I mean, if the Kessler aren't injured now, Cash picks up a, an injury or suspension, I think Chambers slots in there. Um, likewise, if, if Villa don't, if Villa struggle with the Benton core and struggles to get a midfielder in before deadline day, with negotiations proving proving tough at the moment, I think I think Chambers comes in. I think he adds height in there, big big physical presence, which is good from set pieces, like we know. Yeah. Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a lot to like about this. I think he fits in to a number of positions and no brainer. Free. free Effectively a free transfer. He comes into the dressing room. He knows Danny Ings and Matt Target from his days at Southampton. Knows Courtney Horse from these under, England under 21 days. Been around the block and Martinez. Block, Martinez as well from Arsenal, of course. So he knows the dressing room, fits in really well. I remember Dean Smith used to have a big worry about adaptation players coming in and, and, and adapting. And uh, there'd be no, no problem here. Callum Chambers, I've seen his interview yesterday, speaks well. Mm. I think um, I think Gerard likes him as well. So, yeah. Fits into a number of positions and he's an upgrade on Turin's AB. Yeah, and that what you just said at the end there is, is the perfect way to sum it up. I think he's an upgrade on a squad player that we don't have anymore because Twins has gone. When yeah. I initially saw it, I just thought, oh, shoot, this is just a loan. And almost just scrolled past it and didn't I think about so. it. And, and saw it as a permanent deal. I thought, that's actually it's a smart bit of business, I think. There's a few comments coming through already just saying he's rubbish or stronger words than, than that. I'm sure you can imagine what people are saying in the comments. Yeah. It's like I just described him as earlier, not flashy. wouldn't look at Callum Chambers and go, oh, he's a player we should go after. But it, like you said, a suitable squad player that, that adds a bit of competition and a bit of depth um, I've just finished reading Stephen Gerrard's book by the way and the way he describes like assessing players even as yep. a player himself he kind of knew from the first first training session whether a player would make it or not obviously there's a bit of a bit of hindsight with the book that you can look back and go oh yeah well he was rubbish so I can say afterwards yeah I knew straight away he wasn't going to make it 
I trust Stephen Gerrard as, as the player and, and the coach, as the manager, to to assess these players and make these decisions better than we can. And he might not have had the best time at Arsenal, might not be the flashiest player going, but if he does a good job for, for Villa going forward, he's got a fresh slate, hasn't he? And, and that's exactly. That. Yeah, the pedigree's there. I mean, he cost Arsenal eighteen and a half million back in twenty fourteen. So the calibre's there. You just need to rediscover a bit of form. I think he needs mm. a fresh start. Start again, reset. Got a bit stale at Arsenal for him. So um yeah, why not do it at Villa? Concert, Chambers, Mings and Horse, four English centre halves there. Lots of like about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Mark Dow says need class. Not everyone's rejects. Oh, Emmy Martinez was an Arsenal reject, and he's one go. of the best goalkeepers in the in the league now. You've got to give him a, a fresh start at the club and support him, and, and that's that, isn't it? Um, Andre says I like it. Swiss Army knife, good smart business. Uh, Stephen Joe's mm-hmm. got a good head on him. A few questions about DM as well, and we'll get to to Ben Tancor and Louise and all those kind of guys towards the end of this. But Matty Cash is the one I wanted to talk about next. Obviously, Chambers, yeah. you're looking at him going. Yeah, you know, he's a centre back option, but like you said, he's playing more games at right back. And then links with Matty Cash to Atletico Madrid, I'm seeing, for, for 40 million in the summer. And you kind of think, well, where the hell's that come from? So can you just shed a bit of light on what, what's going yeah. on with Matty Cash? I had a message come through at 20 past 10 yesterday morning. Uh, Cashing talks with Madrid, summer transfer more likely at this stage, but January not ruled out. Other clubs interested, 30 to 40 million. And that's from a source who's really good, good solid source of mine. And yes, I thought, Cash, it could be in there, a couple of... A few bits later, as he, he said, uh, Atletico, yeah, like you say. Uh, they fancy him. And yeah, like, did a bit of digging, spoke to people close to Cash yesterday. I mean, they didn't rule it out. They said he's, he's very much happy at Villa. He's, he's got a new place now. He's settled. He's, he's uh, let me stop my blinds out now. I'm getting blind. <laughs> it's all right. We'll edit that out afterwards. Yeah, sorry, mate. Um, yeah, Cash is very much settled here. He's, Big part of uh, Gerard's plans wants to push Villa into Europe, and he's he's loving life under Gerard as well, and thriving. And yeah, so I mean, he didn't quash the rumours. Um, and obviously, with Trippier going to Newcastle, Gaga to the only wants to do right back, and Matty Cash is pretty decent as well. And I think he'll fit into an Atletico kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, there's interest there. Um, but from my understanding, Cash is here to stay. I mean, Villa are going to look look at the time to a new contract. No, no, con- no, no new contract talks have opened up yet. He's on a deal till 2025. So, yeah, I mean, 30 to 40 million's been banded around. Um, Would you take that? Yeah. Is that a good price? Um, it's an interesting Profit. one. I can't believe he's only been here 16 months, Cash. I mean, it feels like he's been here five years at right back. Mm. Such has been his level of consistency and pretty much a never present. He's the only player to have played every, every Premier League match he's season for Villa. So, it's interesting, like you say, 30 to 40 million. I mean, Cash, there's, cash, there's more to come from cash. It's an interesting one. It'd be a business decision from Villa's point of view. Um, I don't know what the comments are saying. What do you reckon? I like, I like cash. Cash is going anywhere. Cash is going nowhere. The cash yeah. rumours are concerning. So I'd say I like mate Cash. I actually really like him. He's not the best right back in the world. He's, he definitely can improve, certainly going forward. His end product and his crossing could be improved. I immediately look at that and think, is he at Letico Madrid level? Probably not. Um, but if you know we sign him for what 15, 16 million or something, and then you, you yeah. know sixteen months later you get an offer of forty, you know if you if you sign players for for a decent price and make a profit on them and, and improve the squad again, then yeah, I'm I'm kind of all for that. But I would like Matty Cash to stick around. I'd like to see more from him. I'd like to I'd like him to to learn more under Gerard and improve his game. And you know then looking at fifty and sixty million rather than thirty. So. Yeah. 
I'd, I'd rather keep him. I don't like the squad disruption either. You know, he's only no. been here 16 months and then you've got to start, you know, changing changing the lineup again. You've got Dina's on the left-hand side now. You know, do you really want to change the right-hand side as well in, in the same season? I don't know. It's, obviously, you've got Kester Hayden coming through as well. Do you think there's anything in the in the Chambers deal that has maybe kind of turned a few heads to go, oh, we'll have signed a right-back, so cash might be available? I mean, it, does, it does make you think, doesn't it? Knowing Chambers it's a bit of a bad. lazy link. Well, it does make you think because obviously Chambers has played he's, he's the, the uh, majority of his football at right back now um, for Arsenal. So it does make you think, but I'm with you with this one. I think Cash should stay. He's 24. He's just become a Polish international as well. He's really kicking on. I think there's more gears to come from him, especially under Gerard now. And like you say, disruption. If, he, if Cash was to go this window, a couple of days left, 40 million yeah. to cash in. You're leaving yourself short. So what's the point in that? I mean, in the summer, maybe it might come round again. And from now until the summer, Villa need to sound out a replacement. That'd be the bottom line of that. But I'm, I'm a big cash fan. I like, I like him. I like his, his all in attitude. I like, yeah. I, like, I like what he brings to the side. Okay, final ball. He even spoke about that last week in an interview. He's doing extras behind the scenes. He wants more assists. He needs to pick up his stats that way. But defensively, I think he's been okay. He's solid. Um, he's, only, he's only been playing right back three seasons now. He was a central midfielder and a right winger at Forest. Um, and yeah, I, I, like, I like him. I like his game. I think, and yeah, I think Kessler and, and, and Cash are pretty decent um, from, yeah. from now until the summer and beyond. Um, but yeah, I think with the interest that's there from Atletico, I've been told it as well. I think, I think Villa will be, will, will will sound out a right back should should that should that decision be made. So, but yeah, I'm a big Cash fan. Hope he stays. He's on a long term deal here. I think he's um, kicking on now under Gerard and. I'd look to turn down a turn down a bid. We'll see. If there was any kind of concern with that Gerard didn't rate him, I trust the manager to make those decisions. I trust the club to make the business decision that that money is too good to turn down, and it helps FFP and all those kind of things. And if the, if you replace it and if you replace him and the squad improves, then you know that that's football, isn't it, to an extent? But kind of the perfect scenario here from Sean. He says Cash is one of the most consistent players. He's class. Get him a new contract. If Gerald can improve his final third crosses and assists, he'll be worth fifty to sixty, and that's mm. that's another level, then, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, I would prefer a sale to Atletico Madrid to another Premier League side in terms of affecting Villa in the future. But I'd rather Cash stays and and until anything further develops, then that's the end of it for me. I think. Yeah. Um, the one that doesn't go away is <laughs> Douglas Luiz and Rodrigo Bentacor. We talked about it a couple of days ago. Has anything happened since the last time we spoke? Because it doesn't really feel like it. Well, it was last week I asked, I asked Gerard about Douglas Louise. What's his contract situation saying? Obviously, Todd Martin is down to a long-term one. Courtney Horse as well. And um, and other than Toro Mings, Douglas Louise has, has racked up the most Premier League appearances with Villa since promotion. And he's been a key part That's of it. That's mad, that is. That doesn't feel like that must be true, but it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. And um, just... He's been so key to Villa since promotion, Douglas Louise. I'm a big fan of him. I do get the criticism of his. I think he, there is more to come. I think he can coast through games. And, and I think I think that's what Ger- Gerard's message was last week. We want more from him. Um, mm. But yeah, um, obviously, colleague John Percy at the Telegraph reporting yesterday. Villa are preparing a new deal for Douglas Louise. And we've seen countless reports since then. Villa have turned down bids of as much as £30 million from him from an unnamed Premier League club. Arsenal are keen on him. Edu, their, their technical director at Arsenal, he, he likes him. He's a fellow Brazilian, knows what he's about. And Arsenal are keen. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a funny one. I know Douglas is settled here. He's been a, he's been, he has been vital for Villa. Key for them staying up in 
that project restart. And if you want, I think Gerard said last week, he wants a big squad. He wants to forward stand three fronts next season in the Cups. He wants to take Fulham to Europe. And I think Douglas Luiz at 23, Brazilian international. There's a lot to like about him for me. I think he's filling a, he's filling a, a gap at present in the Canberra. I prefer Luiz a bit higher up. Um, good on the board, really gives it away. Um, good technician. You want to keep these players around. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's going to rumble on, I think, till deadline day. I think we'll know more then. I think Arsenal could come on strong, you know, on, on the Monday. They could table a big bid, want to get one in um, to appease the fans, maybe. And Douglas could be that one. Um, but yeah, we're, again, Chambers coming in. He can fill that number six gap. And we've got Sanson in there, could do a job. And then Bentancur, cool, what happens there? Um, there's a lot, I think, I think dead old down. We could be we could be in for a busy shift on a Monday, I'm sad to say. But, <laughs> well, uh, when I first started with the company, it was September 2019, mm-hmm. I think. So my first deadline day was the obviously the winter one. Yeah. And I was like, I remember on the, the day of thinking, like, oh, it's exciting, like a 12 yeah. hour shift. Like, you know, let's see how this goes working in the industry, see what happens. And I think we did we sign Samata that season? Was that that deadline? That was day? early in the window. Borgia Basta was a deadline day. Borgia Basta, that's, that's right. Yeah. So that was an absolute <laughs> damn <laughs> squib, wasn't it? <laughs> um, and since then, I don't think we did anything deadline day in the summer afterwards. And obviously, we were locked down on those kind of things. And I soon quickly realised that deadline day isn't as exciting and as, as attractive no. proposition as you think. So I'm all geared up for Monday being quiet and thinking, oh. Why am I working 12 hours? <laughs> There's no, nothing happening. So hopefully for my sake and your sake, something does happen. But if it's outgoings on deadline day, as a football fan, first and foremost, I don't want to see Villa losing players on deadline no. day because you can't replace them. I don't want to no. see Douglas Luiz signing for Arsenal for 40 million on deadline day. Yes, it's yeah. good money and it's a player running out of contract. But if we haven't signed a midfielder to replace him, bad move, that is. Another another point, Dan, as well. I, th- I think we're rivaling Arsenal now. I think, I think we're trying to yeah. bridge that gap. He's selling to a direct rival for me and Douglas Louise. I think next three to four years when he's 27, 28, he, he could be he could be real good performer, you know, yeah. Champions League and talking about that. So really could rue that one if, if there's a sell to a direct rival. So yeah, I think that comes into it, comes into play. I mean, obviously, some that... things like he's not signed a contract, is he? So if they're offering one and he rejects it, he's he won't be worth 40 million the longer this goes on. Obviously, his exactly. contract goes down, the, the lower the value is. So they might think, well, we know he's not going to sign it. So yeah, let's cash in and replace him. But I don't know. I just don't see it. If you, if, like I said, if you sell him and you've got a replacement, then I can't understand it. But if you're just going to let him go because you've got a big bid flash your way on deadline day and then you're left without a player for the rest of the season, mm. I just don't like that. It just feels a, a bit, little bit amateur to, to to let that happen. But I can't really blame Villa if it does. Yeah, this January window is not ideal anyway. I mean, if you're selling players, you leave yourself short. You want replacements in. Hence the Juventus stuff with Bentancur. I know the signing, mm. if you're on a Tina striker for big money, 74 million euros. But the one on midfielder to replace Bentancur, should he leave? So um, that's the stumbling block at the moment. Juve don't want to leave themselves short. And that's that's the that's the case with every club in this window, Dan. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Douglas Luiz, if you're asking me now, I think he stays beyond this window. And I think Bill will look to time up on a new long-term contract once the window shuts. And we'll see from there. But, you never know. Arsenal come on, come on strong, and I expect Villa to turn turn them down. To be honest, but like you say, if if, if this was a rumble line into the summer, Douglas Luiz's value decreases tenfold, doesn't it? I mean, he's twelve months left on his deal in the summer. I mean, what are you looking at there? You've, 
you're look at, you'd be looking at 15 again, wouldn't you? Which is what we're signing for. But exactly. it's, a, it's a big step down from 40. 100%. I think I think they'll reject any bids in January and then they've got the rest of the season to, to really show their ambition and say, look, this is what we're planning. This is how we've got on for the rest half the, the rest half of the season. This is what Stephen Gerrard's trying to build, this is what we're trying to do here. Do you want to be a part of it? This is this yeah. is the direction we're heading. You know, we've pushed up this amount of places, this is the ambition for next season. And if they can get him to sign a contract before the summer, then yeah, he's a player that sticks around and is part of the, the squad to, to help push Villa back into Europe. If he doesn't agree with that or he's not on board with it, then you sell him in the summer and, and, and that's that. And you, you take the hit on the fee that you could have got in January. But And, and that's football, isn't it? You'd mm. rather keep your best players around. And I don't think there's any doubt to say that Louise will go on to be a very good player. He's only 23, so you keep those kind of assets around. You don't just sell them at the first the first sight of a bid. Um, do we know... Can we take any guesses at who that re- rejected bid might have come from? Everyone's no, saying Newcastle. Like but... Newcastle, no, but they're for their Grimoires from Leon. So, <clears throat> yeah, nobody knows really, Dan. But uh, the suitors there, I mean, the rover interest in the summer was genuine as well. They were mm. really keen on him. Um, that didn't happen either. So, he'll have suitors. I mean, he's got he's got so much pedigree, hasn't he? He's only 23. It's just scary, that is. Uh, he's clocked up nearly 100 appearances for now. And um, for me, I like him. I really like him. Um, I know he's frustrating, but there's a good player yeah, in is, there. Yeah. He's, yeah, he needs to do a little bit more. I think that's why Gerard's been really good at press conferences. He's really open about contract situations. He's, I spoke to him about Carney's and he, he gave a pretty telling comment there saying he wants him to stay. But he's, he speak to Carney, he told me, which I can't do. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Douglas Lees, I think he, with his comments last week, he said, I want a bit more from him. You know, I, want to, I think he'll have a look at him over the next few months. And then um, I think he's challenging him. Come on, we need, we need a bit more from you. We need to start bossing games now. Yeah. But yeah, he's filling the gap at the moment for Nakamba. I, I prefer Douglas a bit, little bit higher, but we'll see. But I like him. And I think if Joe wants a big squad, I think Douglas stays around him. Yeah. Let's go through a couple of quick fire questions then. Uh, any any more new info, I guess, on our new owners, new MLS team? Is there any further developments? We need to ask Matt if we can go on the uh, Las Vegas tour. Burn oh, yeah, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Do, yeah, little, yeah. do some filming, Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah. go, go and interview Wes Edens. Have a coffee with him. Oh, that'll definitely but, uh, happen, it? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Expenses, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I did a story this week. Nothing, nothing Villa-related, but um, they're cracking on with a, a stadium plan now, Wes Edens. 30,000 to, 30 to 35,000 seats a stadium in Vegas. Not mm. far from the Strip. Um so plans are in place to build a stadium. He was asked about the Las Vegas villain's name and he, he refused to um to confirm that if it will be the villains. But they've, they've trademarked that last June, they've trademarked that name, so that's quite telling. Uh was it 268 million? It's gonna cost um Edin Suarez to 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 bring a new franchise to the MLS. That'll be the 30th team there. Um and yeah, Edin spoke well about the developing talent. He wants he want I think it, it, the Vegas villains. As it were, probably become a feeder, come to Villa. You look at the talent USA are, are developing now. You look at Western McKenney, Christian Pulisic. Um, they're really kicking on now. The, the United States. I mean, Albion have signed Daryl DK for big money as well. He's a decent striker. So mm. I think that's happening to that. Um, big population, like we know. And soccer, soccer is coming on strong <laughs> over there. So um, yeah, exciting times and one to keep an eye on. And yeah, I think an MLS team there. It's interesting. Seen a few stories, quite funny actually, that um, people are talking about Suarez coming to Villa in the summer, and then he'll go to Vegas to be their new star <laughs> sign, which is quite interesting. But uh, but yeah, it's not um, a bad shout, to be honest. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, plans in place, and 
yeah, I think I think we've seen that team in Egypt, ZFC. Villa be a fear they'll be a fear to come to Villa as well in Egypt as well. So look at the populations Villa are tapping into Egypt, America. They're trying to find the next Mo Salah or, or someone like that, aren't they? So I think mm-hmm. they'll be good to other areas of the world as well. I think Man City have got something like eight eight feeder clubs: Melbourne, New York, Mumbai. Yeah. So Villa are mirroring that model, to be honest with you. So yeah, exciting and. Yeah, I mean, Vegas, baby. What's that to like? <laughs> uh, back to the Midlands and other stadium plans. Tom Morris says, what do you think? Build a new stadium or build on Villa Park? And Jason says, love Villa Park as it is, but we do need to get with the times and think bigger. I mean, the oh. thought of building a new stadium. In your face then, though. Oh, not for me. Not for me at all. I know the infrastructure around Villa Park isn't brilliant and the transport links and yeah. the roads and all that kind of stuff. And just the thought of having like you know when you go to these modern stadiums and they're just stuck yeah. in the middle of nowhere and yeah. not for no, me yeah. Villa Park not Villa Park's that. tradition you've got to keep it upgrading it filling in the corners all those kind of things new stands yeah on board with all that new car parks new club shops yes you can't be knocking down Villa Park that's criminal no no way um, yeah like you say it's just such an iconic stadium and the owners have said that as well they're not going to touch it too much either I think the North Stand's the one isn't it um, there'll be developments there New club, club, club store, hotel. There's plans in place, but I've, I've been I've been badgering the council for this. Any update regards to the villa plans? But there's nothing yet. Nothing's been lodged. We spoke to we heard from Christian Perslow back in I think November, and he said there was an update due to come shortly. So we yet to see that. But yeah, like you say, transport links need to be improved upon. I think the whole infrastructure around Villa Park needs needs to be improved as well. But yeah, don't touch Villa Park. Just driving past it gives me goosebumps in the Alton and mm. the brickwork and stuff like that. Just leave it as it be. It's a lot of people's favourite grounds, isn't it? Gary Neville has spoken about it as well. And, and yeah, leave it be. I, I love it, order. Yeah, me too. Uh, Mark Wilson says, with all these new signings as competition for each position, do you think the younger lads are, are going to find it harder to break through? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, a concern, isn't it? If we've got this talented academy that win the FA Youth Cup and, and I suppose we're the next crop of Villa coming through, you might look at that and think, well, why sign somebody like Callum Chambers rather than give X player a go instead? Is that a concern, do you think? Not a concern, but we heard from Perslow two weeks ago now saying when Gerard come in, he, he told Perslow, I want to I improve the age profile of the club. It's a young team, inexperienced team. I want to bring winners in. So um, it's interesting. I mean, Gerard likes to, likes, to, likes to bring in the youth. He did it at range as well. And, um, but yeah, I mean, got to be patient. I mean, he's bringing kind of Chuck Mareko on in games. I mean, Villa were one little bit 20 minutes to go at the weekend, last weekend. And um, under the cosh, and there was Ashley Young on the bench and Morgan Santon, two experienced pros in there, and he brings Carnia. So that was quite telling for me. So he's prepared to give them a chance. I mean, he's kept a few of them around the first team sessions. Tim Ulrich Bruner, 19 year midfielder, he's been in first team sessions ever since Gerald come. So he's having a good look at him. Kane Kessler, he likes him. He watched him on the mm-hmm. box on that Friday night against City. Game about next day, he's back at Bodymore. I want him in, I want to have a look at him. So yeah, I mean, there's no rush. Um, for these 18-year-olds for me. But they need these loan deals. We've seen Cameron Archer scoring the week against the album, which is brilliant. Uh, Keenan Davies is kicking on now at Forest. It's about their careers. I mean, the, the, I think the loans, they need to go out on loan, play some games, get scoring again, get some form, come back to Villa better players. And then it'll be up to Gerard then to assess them at the kick time. He looks good now. We'll get him involved. And I think Gerard wants a big squad. He wants to, go, he wants to win cups. You know, he wants... He wants to have a good go at the Carabao Cup next season, FA Cup as well. He was good to be the draw, having Manu away, third round, typical. Um, we cl- ran him close that night as well. But yeah, he wants to he wants to go out all, 
on, on three fronts next season. Premier League, League Cup and FA Cup. And he wants a big squad to do that. And some of the youngsters will, will be given a chance. I think um, I'm watching Louis Barry closely. He was good the other night on Monday. I think he'll be loaned out before deadline day. And then it remains to be seen. They've got to impress in the summer, Dan. He saw mm. Cameron Archer did last summer, that, that summer training camp. He banged in a hat-trick in an in-house game. The next thing you know, he started in the Carabao Cup. Scored three at Barrow. And there's a whole host of clubs queuing up for him. That can happen. Um, and if injuries occur to, to first-team players, youngsters will, will, will come in. So it's about taking your chance. And, and yeah, I, mean, I think he's given Carney a good, good crack um, this season. So I don't get why he's, why he's, he's, he's um, looking to sign. But we'll see. But yeah, like you said, I think the youngsters need to go out and loan, prove themselves and come back to Villa better players and, and, and force them and give Gerard a, a decision to make. Yeah, lovely to see Cameron Archer scoring against the Albion the other day as well. That's always going to go down a treat, isn't it? Uh-huh. Um, I think that's pretty much it in terms of questions from, from the Facebook comments. The last one I wanted to just get a quick round upon was, was potential outgoings. Uh, again, obviously seeing Newcastle, Ashley Young <laughs> rejected a chance to go there, which again, kind of funny. And, and as I said at the start about Chambers not being a flashy signing, that's the, I still kind of think that's the, the signings Newcastle needs. Somebody like Chambers, somebody like Ashley Young, that, that bit of experience mm. and something to offer the club as a whole because, you know, attitude and terms of that kind of stuff. So just a quick update, you know, one couple, you know, one or two minutes, what's the situation with Villa's players? You're talking there about, you know, Gerald being on the phone to, to Kessler Hayden to get him back. Maybe it's uh, cash out, Chambers in Kessler Hayden back up. Maybe, <laughs> that's, maybe that's why. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kessler's, Kessler's picked up an injury on Monday. But there's talk of him going out now again, just to get some minutes, and it'll be cash in Chambers from here on in, and Chambers filling in at centre back. But I can't see that happening. We'll see. There's, there's clubs queuing up to take Kessler Hayden. Dan, he's so so highly rated, as we know. A couple of young lads are head out. Brad Young, Louis Barry. Um, expect them to go out and loan league two clubs, sniffing around them. They need some match minutes. And yeah, that's it really. We've seen the Ashley Young link with Newcastle, um, Watford, Roy Hodgson, King on, on Young as well. But I like, I think, I like Young's good to have around. He's he's one of Gerald's lieutenants within the squad. Be very good behind the scenes, Dan, and, and, and them players are worth their weight in gold. I was at Goodison last week, and Young was was with Kessler, Chuck Walker, and and um, with the young lads, and he's good to bounce off Young. He's been there, done it. Uh, one everything there is, is to win, and he's good to have around the squad. He was asked about Gerald was asked about Young's contract situation as well. He hasn't sat down with him yet, but I'd, I'd take another year on him. I really would, given what he, he brings behind the scenes. So, this injury on National will be made soon. His contract's up in in the summer, as we know. But yeah, in terms of outgoings, I can't see can't see anything happening. Touchwood, apart from a couple of the young lads heading out on loan. So yeah, Cash Douglas Louise, I think they'll stay, mate. Do we know whether Young's done any of his coaching badges, by the way? Or has he got any ambitions of coaching? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't believe so. I haven't been told that. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he's that's something you do, isn't it? And he, watching him from, from afar, he does love the game, doesn't he? He, he keeps mm. himself in fantastic shape for 36. Um, you don't do that if you love the game as much as he does. Um, Just the way He's talked before about like his you know game management and stuff like that, yeah. and when you when it cuts to the subs bench, he's kind of stood up quite a lot around yes. the coaches, uh, you know, getting involved and, and pointing and stuff. Not that he's you know giving instructions like he's a coach, but he's not just sat there thinking, well, I'm not playing, so I'm not getting involved. Yeah. So I, I just wonder whether again 
reading Gerard's book, he talks about when he left Liverpool, if he'd if he'd been offered a chance of sticking around and working his way into the coaching team, mm. he, he would have taken that rather than leave. I wonder whether Ash Young also would say going to Newcastle for a year and not really doing a lot, start at Villa another year and, and have a pathway into coaching. But again, if he's not interested in being a coach or doing any any badges, that, that won't happen. <laughs> it's just a, just yeah. a thought off the top of my head. I'll ask it. I'll ask it next time if he's doing it. But yeah, it makes sense for me. Um... He's one of one of the coach. He's like a coaching staff in himself, isn't he? Oh, when Sanson <clears throat> booted the water bottle, he just looked at him, gave him a stare, didn't he? Did he, mate? Don't do that. <laughs> standards, come on. So he's yeah, he's one of one of Gerard's right hand men. Um, standards, Seth Gerard's called him, and great to see. Prime example for the young lads to follow, isn't he? So I'd be keen to get him to, for another year and, and see, see if he wants to step up to the coaching staff, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, we'll call it a day there, Ash. Thank you very much this uh, Friday morning. We've done half an hour of a chat and answered most questions that came through. I think we've covered most of the topics and we'll see what develops over the weekend and then into yeah. deadline day for a big shift for the both of us. I'm sure there'll be plenty of video updates uh, on Monday itself and we'll do some kind of podcast next week to assess the transfer window as a whole when it's all done and dusted. Uh, so, Ash, thanks for your time as always. Thanks for the comments for, for flying through and we'll uh, catch you again Monday. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode, but until then, up the villa. Up the villa.